0: This is the courier talking football. I'm Eric Nicholson, and with me this week are our usual colleagues Sean Hamilton and Jim Spence. How are we this morning? Gentlemen, it's absolutely chucking it down where
1: I am. I don't know about you, boys. No, any different here in the West End. Well, you're in the West End of Dundee, Sean. I'm Um, up in uh, Tuchterland, up in in Berkey. But that's sort of the West End. But it's chucking it down here as well.
0: Oh, well, (laughs) let's see what the the weather is metaphorically for our teams then. eh? I think, uh, there we go. Let's start with Dundee this week, guys. Because I think, think in general, what you have to look at, if, if... your glass is half full, you look at the table and I think Dundee have been incredibly fortunate that uh, Partick Thistle have kind of had a couple of absolute shockers while, uh, while Dundee have not been doing the business. It's, you know, you look at the t- if somebody were to, to say, right, here's, this is what the table is going to look like at the start of the season. Would you take it? I don't think no, Dundee wouldn't take it because I think Dundee would have hoped and expected to have built up a three, four, Point lead, something like that. I think that would have been reasonable, but they're tucked in there. They've lost, they've lost four games, and they're they're, they're still absolutely within touching distance of everybody you'd want to be in touch and distance with. We'll come on to whether it uh, the actual. Specifics of Dundee themselves, and whether you know they should really be concentrating on on their own issues and their own problems. But in general terms, it doesn't look like a very good league,
1: again, Jim, does it? No, I I mean it's um it's a brutal league, uh, Eric. I mean I don't I I don't say that in any demeaning way. It's just you know it's obviously not Scotland's top you know top quality league. That's the Premiership. So with the nature of things, um. There are teams of a lesser quality down there. It's as simple as that. Um, so you know the, the quality of football you're watching is, is is poorer in terms of touch, in terms of movement, in terms of general all around skill. Um, to a great extent, though, made up for with just kind of sheer effort and drive and and, and you know and physicality um, often. And um, you're right. You know, you went in the weather theme to start. <coughs> excuse me, you went in the weather theme to start and. Really, there should have been actually dark, dark clouds over Denz Park at the moment. Now, there are some fans, but bizarrely, um, given what's happened, they're actually not a bad position by any uh, they could means. have means. They could have been in seven or eight like, behind, you know, realistically. Could, well, could have been well adrift, season. you know. I mean, they won. what, what have they won? One in the last four games or something like that? You one in mean?
0: five, including the yeah, cup, one, yeah, in five, yeah, one, one in five,
1: you know. So, I mean, that, that's, you know, they kind of find consistency. I mean, just
0: by and large scoring they're, they're, goals. They're finding consistency but, at the moment, Jim. Yeah,
1: yeah but the wrong kind. I, no, they're on <laughs> kind. they're unkind. They're that's right. And it's what... You know, it's kind of you. Know, you can you look back, obviously historically, in any walk of life, whether it's politics or or whatever. You look back to kind of give you an indication of what's coming in the future. Um, but in some respects, they're, they're, sometimes there's no point in looking back. but you, you do have to do it now. I mean, you know, they've got Queen's Park coming up now. Is it, I was at the game at Denz where where they won. That was a, that was an interesting game that day. Um, but they've got Queen's Park coming up, and they've got Thistle coming up, and then they've got. I mean, they've they've got tough fixtures, but they are all tough fixtures. We now know that this is a league where anybody can beat anybody, um, and you know, and the consistency you want isn't the consistency of losing, or uh, you know, it's the consistency of winning you need, and they need to find, need to rediscover that. I mean, I, I, there are, I mean, no, no doubt we we'll, we we'll get into the kind of you know the the the, the, the playing kind of element of things very shortly but I was interested in, in uh, George Cran's piece and I agree with him that I think one of the one of the things that really makes Dundee tick when they've got him going is, is, is Paul McMullen you know with the drive and the energy and the pace that he's, he's got and they just don't have enough of that about the team I mean I think every team needs inspirational players to kind of drive them forward and at least supply or score or supply and score if we can do that um, but there are uh, Dundee, in many respects, have been extraordinarily fortunate. That you know, that having stumbled uh, through much of the season, they're actually still in a very, very good position league-wise.
0: Yeah, I suppose the issue is, Sean, sure if the jeopardy for Dundee is that their, their averageness takes them out of the playoffs because there's so many, there's so many of of us teams of that sort of standing. I mean, it's it's. Jim said that all the described them as tough fixtures. They're, they're tough fixtures because because all the teams are just. Bang average, aren't they? You know, it's just it's just a it's just a blanket of yeah. Just you could put a blanket over all of them. I mean, you know, if somebody was to say who's the best player in the league, who's you know who's the who's the best player in certain positions, who's the best striker, there's nobody really jumps out. I mean, Jim mentioned Paul McMillan. Yes, he can he can change a game, but there's usually there's guys that jump out. and You think, oh yeah, he's one that you would you could see going to a, a Saint Johnson or even a United or some, you know, somebody ready to make the next level. I mean, Air United's I mean, the best, the best individual performance I've seen, having watched TV games and highlights, was the Inverness centre forward. That's not no uh, the Air centre forward against Dundee that night down in down in on Friday night. But it's just, it last I think last season we ran it down. But I, I feel like it's even worse this season.
2: It's uh, well, if you wanted to put it positively, you could say it's uber competitive. But it's uh, it's uber competitive because, as you say, that's. Uh, it's all a bit much of a muchness, really. Um Nobody's standing out at all. And, you know, I was going to say that nobody seems to want to win it. I mean, that's not fair because, because they, all surely, yeah. they all want to win it. But it's it's probably fair to say that none of them really looks capable <laughs> at the moment <laughs> of, uh, of, of certainly of going and taking control of the situation. Um You know, things might change as the season wears on and kind of, you know, Injuries and suspensions have an impact on squads and whatever. Um, and at that point, you know, maybe maybe Dundee will will come at the fore a wee bit at that point. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, there's little evidence of that uh, up to now. And really, the, the the big criticism of Dundee that we've talked about the up and down nature of it. I mean, it's not just them this season; it's everybody. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the the championship for years and years and years has been a a brutal league to get out of, to the extent that you think back to when, like the so Rangers were in the league and, and actually didn't get out of it. One of the times, And all right, Hibs were there, but at the same time, it's just it's illustrative of the fact of, of how difficult it can be and how doggy dog it is, and this season's no different. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going. To, it, it, it is up to now. I mean, for all that Dundee are three points off the top, I mean, I I. I I think you're right to say that if you if they were offered this, you know, after 12 games you'd be fifth, 3 points off the top. Uh, I I mean it's not terrible, but it's still not good enough, is it?
0: No, it's not what we would expect. I mean, Jim, uh, Boyer is he, he he doesn't have to make life hard for himself. I mean, I, again, I'm I'm not I always have not to qualify, changes he makes. I'm not <laughs> well yeah, I'm not I'm not watching games and I know I know that Injuries and there was illness and injury. The last one, but I look at his teams and I think that that one on Saturday for me was just a mess. And I'm looking, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Cammy Kerr left back. That's that's happened a few times, you know. And then Jordan Marshall was a was a wide left, wasn't he? Is that that's right? And you know, just I'm looking at. I mean, Jordan McGee. Yes, he can play midfield, and just I just feel like just. It doesn't. He feels like he's overcomplicating it to me, you know. And I don't think I don't think he's any closer to a solution to his best eleven now than than he was. In fact, I feel he was closer to in the in the in the league cup group stage. I think he's getting further away from his best team than closer to.
1: I mean, I think that, that, that that's the issue. I mean, you know, most, most managers, you know, fairly quickly come to know the the, the first 11 that they, they like to put out every week. I mean, if they could, you know, if you could have a situation where you had no injuries and, you know, no tight hamstrings and and no kind of flu ravaging through the squad or whatever or, or tummy bugs or whatever, most managers, I'd say all, all managers know the, the, the first 11 picks that they would want to put out week in, week out. And, now, the, the, the issue is you never quite know what's going on. You know, I mean, I've said before here on the podcast that we, we're in a fortunate position. We, we have much more access to players and managers and, and directors and all the rest of it than, than the average fan does. That's not kind of boast. That's simply the nature of the job. So, you know, we get to hear and, and know a lot more, but we don't know everything. And there will always be private things, things that will happen privately when managers meet players and, you know, in the confines of a dressing room that don't quite sneak out or not all of it sneaks out. So you never quite know what the full picture is so you've got to kind of work on the basis that you know all other things being equal everything's only been picked on the basis of form and who's doing who's doing what who's doing well on the training ground and who's not etc Um now if that was the case that would indicate that not enough people um, are doing well enough on the training ground and, and we're clearly not well enough on the pitch every Saturday or midweek to like Gary Boyer arrive at that decision. Of course, the other aspect is that he might just not know. He might not be clear what is his best 11 is at this stage. I mean, he's come in... Um He's pretty much inherited that squad. We know he's, there's not been a lot of movement. He hasn't been able to bring in loads of players. But the, the problem is, in in the modern game, to a great extent, that that's, you know, that's, um, particularly with two windows, that's the nature of the beast. You know, whether whether you're a manager who works on your own, identifies your own targets or your own contacts, or whether you've got a, a sporting director, as they do down the road at Tannadice or whatever like that, um, ultimately, to a great extent, the modern coach stroke manager's job is simply to coach improve players get the best out of them and all the rest of it and work out a system and I often believe that systems are actually to some extent overrated but um, to work at a system where players you know the players that you've got fit, fit into it and you know the, the best 11 starting lineup you've got to fit into a particular system you want to play now you know at the moment <clears throat> it's not entirely clear whether you know Gary Boyer has arrived at that. He's, he's a great guy to talk to. He's he he you know he, he's got a good experience in the game and all the rest of it. He undoubtedly would want to um, have come in earlier to Denz and been able to bring in the bulk of his own squad. And at the moment, he doesn't have that. So, he I suspect his patience has been tried to to some extent. But the problem is, you know, Denz, and I think there's a bit of this as well, as a Dundonian I would. I mean, they're two tough two tough crowds to play to. <clears throat> and I think the... You know the, the jury at the moment is kind of still out to some extent on on what's going on uh, at Dens Park, and I think that you know there are there are rumblings of discontent. Well, not for a minute. I'm not suggesting that Gary Boyer's in danger or anything like that. But you know that that transmits to from the stands down to the players. It makes them nervous and all the rest of it. Um, so Gary Boyer, I think come January would certainly want to ship a few out and ship a few in but then I think anybody that listens to the podcast um, knows my feelings on the January window. Uh, it's 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 much more missed than hit. Um, you you know, you tend to bring in players who, um, you know, haven't been getting a game elsewhere. They've had injury concerns, form concerns, all the rest of it. And you very often kind of get players at the door because, you know, the one, th- the one thing you will see about Dundee Football Club is they undoubtedly, I would imagine, by and large, pay the best wages in that division. So if you wanted guys at the door who've maybe got a year and a half left of a deal or even five, six months left of a deal, why would they go? You know, so no thanks. I th- know that, that's right. So the problems kind of the, the problems mount up, but but you know, very very fortunately, for Dundee at the moment, they're actually still in a very good position league wise. They're you know, um, the you know they're kind of you know a, a couple of wins and a couple of losses. I mean, look look what happened at the weekend. That's why the weekend was so annoying for them. I mean, they missed a, a, a great chance because partly Thistle lost and Vernez drew. um the extra two points, you know, instead of the one point in the draw with Morton, could have banged them right up the table, you know, um, but you kind of, didn't help the fact that Mulligan was red-carded, but you just kind of look at it and you think, Wait, you know, wh- wh- where is the spark coming from? Where does it come from? You know, Robinson leading the line, quite like the lad, looks not bad, um, but then you look at the bench and the guys that are, that, you know, McGowan's back, the best, Jakubiak has been, uh, you know, I know, know the situation there, and, uh, you know, that, that he's had, but you just kind of look around, and you think, where's Burnwell? I've seen, I saw you know the, the, mm. the his his arguments about Burn. He's got to he's got to show me more and all the rest. Doesn't of, wash with me. I'll um, have to. I'll be honest no, with you, Jim. I'll uh, move on. That's to right. uh, There'll be more I mean, to that in BCI. Sometimes managers and players just don't gel. there and this is one of them. I think. Well,
0: know? I think I think we've we've been around long enough to to have known Sean Burn at Dunfermline and you know Dundee as well under under a cut two or th- oh, three managers now. I didn't. I know they were quite generic. I thought the 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 vanilla. They were a bit vanilla. The 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 quotes from uh, from Boyer on, on Sean Byrne. and I think I'll be honest. I I don't think this has been good management by him. I really don't. I think we all know we all know the ones that have the potential to be to down tools or not be great in the dressing room if they're not playing off. They didn't get away. Now remember, this started because Gary Boyer has said to Sean Byrne, you can go, you know, you're free to go. So, you know, Burns done nothing to 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 chap in his door and, you know, say, like, I'm not happy. I, I I think I should be playing in the Premiership gaffer, that sort of stuff. So, the, you know, it started from Gary Boyer. He didn't get the move for whatever reason. And there are certain players who, from that point, you know, you might think, okay, then maybe they're not going to be great in the dressing room. Maybe they're not going to contribute. Sean Burns isn't one of those. Sean Burton is a very good championship level player at, at minimum. Potentially, he's been a decent Premiership player as well. And he would a want to say he want to stay. He could prove his manager wrong by playing him, or you could also say he's gonna he's gonna make himself a a more not sellable asset or, or loanable asset. By doing well for Dundee in the meantime, what you know there is there is no interest for Gary Boyer to be freezing him out and not including including him in a match day squad. It just it just it's just not good management, Sean. That that that's my point. I don't know what you're taking it as.
2: Yeah, it's it's a confusing one, Um, and I, I mean we've sort of covered it before. But I mean, if you look at if you look at Sean Burns' contribution to Dundee on the pitch. You know, um, last season. Let's just even just take yeah. last season for instance. Um, I think it's, it's it's it seems to me that it, it would be worthy of some part in this team, um, and I'm I'm confused by how that isn't happening. Um, now, obviously, it's uh, <laughs> the situation is that that Gary Boyer, for whatever reason, doesn't rate the player it would appear i mean yes he's, he's he's coming out and he's saying you know he has to play his way into my plans he, he still can do that you know we haven't fallen out and all that but i mean that's the you read between the lines and it's 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 basically a, a judgment's been made that you know this is not uh, this is not a player that i fancy um why that is i'm not entirely sure um uh, I guess it comes down to personal taste because certainly, I mean, I, I remember, as a Saint Johnson fan, I remember having conversations about how, you know, if he were available in the summer, you might have taken him, maybe.
0: Yeah, um, you I, know, if, I, if things hadn't, I think hadn't if gone. there'd been another injury, I wouldn't. It wouldn't have shocked me if if Callum Davidson had taken him. You know, if yeah, at the time I think Murray Davidson was kind of on the way back, but you know, we're kind of going off on a tangent. But you know what I mean? You could, it mm-hmm. wouldn't. If if a mother will a Saint Johnson or uh, you know, some, all these teams had picked up Sean Byrne in the summer and thought, yeah, actually, he can do a job for us. It wouldn't surprise you in the slightest Dundee United for crying out loud, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 an odd one uh, for me um, because I don't I don't think that that you know the midfielders that, that well. I think he brought brought certainly brought one, and that would be sort of a, di- a direct kind of comparison to Sean Byrne. I don't think that that. Area of the park is particularly Sean
0: Grayson, is that your um,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I don't, I don't quite understand how, how he can still be sitting on the bench unless there's been a fallout, contrary mm. to what Gary you're saying. He's, he's saying there hasn't been. Well, he but wasn't
0: even on the bench on Saturday. Exactly.
2: Really? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all there's something, uh, something a bit fishy there.
0: Yeah. What's your take on it, Jim? Is, is he, is this, well, a, is this a, a, a big error of judgment?
1: Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's only guesswork in terms of whether there's been so many fall or what. I mean, listen, you know, well, let's say let's, managers, say, let's say, yeah. if there has, if there hasn't been a fallout, yeah. Sometimes as, managers as he, as just don't fancy players better? Right. you know I mean. I, um, I was, I was a member going to interview Paul Sturrock one day. I'd say to Luggy, listen, you should have a look. I'd been covering a Wraith Rovers game the week before, and I say you should have a look at the boy. Uh, Did he very decent, you know, good pace. You know. She said, ah, I've seen him never make it. <laughs> you know, so, sometimes manager, and the next thing he was off the Celtic. You know, I mean, sometimes managers just don't rate players um, for whatever reason. And of course, you know, uh, once once it's that uh, is in their head, that's in their head. You know, and it can be very very difficult to shift them. But I mean, the thing is with Burn. I mean, you know, Burn. Um, he's got lots of appearances. Um, <clears throat> Started off at Celtic, didn't he? As a lad, as I recall. You know, I mean, lots of appearances under his belt and. Um, Solid, hard-working professional—never um, less than a hundred percent—and you know, to use the old cliche. So you kind of you wonder just what it is now. I mean, you know, the, the argument is he's got to show that he, you know, he's worth a place. Well, he, c- he can really only do that one of two ways. He can only do it on the training ground by forcing his way into the first team, and then staying in the first team. Now, if he kinda if he cannot force his way into the team on Saturday, um, that. Tells you, I think, that, that, that the that the manager, Gary Boyer, isn't happy with what he's seeing from him on the training ground. Um f- for why? Well you know, <laughs> that there, therein lies the whole crux of management. You know, if a manager doesn't fancy a player for whatever reason, and he's 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 certainly not indicating there's been any fallout then there are elements to his play or his all round play that, that Boyer doesn't fancy. And if he doesn't fancy them at this stage, it looks to me short of a massive injury crisis as though there's simply not a future for Byrne. I mean, given the fact he's already made his mind up and go. I mean, once a manager makes his mind up you can go, tells a player he can go, there, there is actually seldom a way back. Because managers are human like the rest of us. And some nobody, do, though, Jim. Likes some them some bring home. them
0: back in. I've, I can think of a fair few where they bring them back into the fold and, you know, it's like a, you know... It's this is our situation, guys. You know we, we've 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 got three months till the next window opens. You know I'll use you, you use me. You know then we both we both get what we want at the end of
1: it. That, that's it's a ma- it's a maturity process, Eric. It's got to be. I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, irrespective of whether you particularly <clears throat> get on with someone, whether there's a personality clash, and we don't know whether there is or not. I assume there must be more to it than meets the eye. I mean, I think that that's you know that that's fair to say. I mean, I can't for the life of me think that Sean Byrne. Is um, a poorer player than many of the players that are starting every Saturday, so there's there's something going, there's something there that just doesn't gel and doesn't add up for me.
0: Yeah, Sean. Just to, before we finish off with Dundee, it's Queens Park away, who you know obviously they beat, but the Queens Park are now in a bit of form, and although Queens Park are near the top, they do these fixtures. It's not Cove Rangers, but Dundee, it comes in this category. But it's the names, isn't it? Dundee have and Dundee's fans absolutely expect them to beat Queens Park, whatever league they're in, whatever the competition is. So that's what brings, you know, that's what brings a bit of extra heat on this one, isn't it? And it's on the telly, you know. It's kind of the, the stage is, is is theirs alone, you know. So it kind of doesn't. It's it, I always feel a wee bit sorry for your your Dundees and your your teams like that when they they play these. These type of teams, you know, the ones on the up, basically, whose whose uh, yeah, whose history hasn't quite caught up with their they standing at you know their current status. So, you know, it, it's one it's one they could really do a winning, isn't it? Yeah,
2: it, it is, and I mean, uh, history does come into that sort of perception that, that Dundee should be beating Queens Park, and historically, yeah, that's absolutely true. And even even now, um, I would I would continue to say that, albeit it's a little bit more complicated now than it ever has been. Yeah, they're, uh, they're kind obviously. of this year's our growth um, aren't
0: they? In a, in, yeah, in a yeah. few I mean, weeks. You could, you a could few look ways. at it that way.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I do think there's, there's probably, well, definitely more money swirling yes, about yeah. at Queen's Park. They than are, are full-time, full though. They're not full-time. They and they, they are full-time, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult because I suppose Queen's Park for, as a Dundee fan, if you're looking at this game and you're looking at Queen's Park, the thought that Queen's Park might now be Titan on a par balls. or <laughs> equals with Dundee, I mean, it's it, it, it a sort of terrifying changing of the guard in Scottish football almost to an extent. It is. It's a bit of a wake-up call. Um, but I still would say at this point that Dundee should be beating Queen's Park. Um, and Dundee really should be winning that league. And we've kind of covered the fact that they haven't they haven't really gone out and grabbed it yet. Um, so yeah, as with all the other games that we've had, it's one that they really could do with going and winning. Really, really is. And yet, it's impossible for me anyway to predict what's going to happen here because it's just been so up and down. And for every team. Um. So I mean, if you were a betting man, you wouldn't be touching this league no, this, this season, season. No. at all. It's just an absolute. Minefield. I mean, I, um, I, I,
0: before your time probably was it Owen, Owen Coyle before your time working? Was it Owen Coyle at Saints? I, I mean, the big. Uh, yeah, well, that was before I was the working. The big yeah. big thing I remember about Owen as a manager, I always I always thought and they were they were really they were really good pals. I always thought Owen and, and Derek McInnes would have made a great management team because he kind of had the things that Derek maybe. I mean, Owen Coyle, you'll know Jim. He's just what he was magnificent at was just making players feel. 10 foot tall and just oh, was a know, and, and surfing uh, yeah. he's just a great man manager and and he he was able to he saw it when he was had his very successful spells down south with, with clubs that you know probably didn't have a right to certainly Burnley uh, didn't have a right to get promoted he just he was able to surf a wave and you know that makes Queens Park very, very dangerous because they will come into this game. He will have them feeling like they are world beaters and that they should should be beating Dundee. And that's that's his that's his biggest strength, as far as I can see, Owens. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm still very peeved at him telling me I was going, I was going grey very quickly the other week at Denz. Oh, <laughs> like, so but no, he. I mean, Oni, so was, uh, Oni was one of the great motivators. I mean, a great, great talker, you know, a very articulate manager. Um, he was, uh, and he's usually, he's pretty honest about things. I mean, he did think that day at Denz at, uh, that they, they should have won the game and all the rest. It, it was a, we had a very, interesting discussion track side. We, um, Cy Murray and Kami uh, and Kerr after the game, two boys that came through football ranks and Dundee together, you know, um, and both obviously had different, strongly different views on the game. But uh, Owen is a motivator. Queen's Park are an intriguing one. I mean, there's there's money going into the club, there's no doubt about that. There's big money going in there. Willie Hockey, who at heart is a Celtic man, you know, has um, put big money in. They've got big, big plans. I mean, they're playing obviously, you know, at Stenhouse uh ground at the moment, um, but you know, it will only be a matter of time before the old Lesser Hamden becomes the new kind of their new full time base. You know, um, so there are big plans there. They hope to, they hope to become Glasgow's third force. Apparently, you know. Um, uh, can he do that? With Thistle well, I don't know. I've got a, a pal down there who kind of used to do a lot of work with them. Um, great tradition, great history, but the problem is it's a century old. You know, there's a there's, a, there's an older fella who lives along the road from me who played for a Dundee lad who played for them for years. You know, um, they have got a great history, but it's a way. Yeah, Sean, made, Sean did make an interesting point there: the changing of the guard. I mean. First time for everything. Uh, yeah, there's a first time for everything. And in a sense, you know, the changing of the guard is, is the rechanging of the guard with Queen's Park. Because traditionally, they, they were Scotland's yeah. oldest club, oldest amateur club. You know, very, very successful in their day. <clears throat> the professional game caught up, overtook them. Now they're coming back. They are professional. They're full time. All the rest. But you look right through that league. I mean, who, who would have contemplated that at one time? You'd know, be that they're struggling. The Cove Rangers. You know, at, at, at one time, kind of. Uh, junior throat Highland League team what w- would be sitting there. I mean, the game, the game is, and I think it's a great thing. I think that's one of the great things that the game opening up has done in Scotland. And I think we expect to see much more of it. I mean, we've seen it at um, over in, in, in Fife, you know, with the uh, Kelty Hearts. You know, the game is changing dramatically. So the the old traditional clubs, if you want, the great old clubs of Scotland, oh, you know, look at the league. I mean, Infernes, Carly Thistle, in many respects, are still a fairly modern um, element. You know, the, the, the merger of the, Two to three, clubs. I remember working on, on Scottish Company. up there. Digressing now, but this tail in—I remember—I um, drew the short straw. I was either going to be working at Hamden uh, when Callie Thistle were in the final, or I was—I was doing a, a, a what they call a colour piece up in Inverness. Um, you know, uh, on the day that the, the, the town was deserted, and I was up there. And we went and found in a social club, and there were um, still fans who didn't go to see the club. And the, uh, what was it, what was it, the third team up there? Clack was Clack and Cudden there were Clach fans in uh, cheering as Inverness were losing, you know. So (laughs) you sometimes think in cities like Dundee and places like Perth that rivalry is strong with with rivals. But, um, you know, there's a a fairly new hybrid club still. I mean, in in the greater scheme of things, Inverness, Carly Thistle is still relatively new albeit the history of the... You know the clubs that made them, Kelly, uh you know, are, are, are long-standing. So the game has changed dramatically, and I sometimes think that you know the Dundees of this world haven't quite got, apparently haven't quite got the grips with their their new standing in life. I mean, you know, they they are just very lucky at the moment, Dundee. You know, to given you know the the and the nature of the season, they're actually still within three points of your of, of United at the top. But then th- this is a league where right down to seventh with, with, with Wraith, there are only five points separating seven sides. So it's going to be a mental a mental league. And I, I, I'm not even sure that it's going to be the team with the best players at once. I think it's it's going to be the team, you know, that has the biggest application, the biggest heart, the biggest drive and the greatest ambition that, that sneaks over the line, certainly in terms of automatic promotion in this one.
0: Right, right, Sean Dundee United. Yeah. Should they be feeling lucky or unlucky about where they are? Let's have a look at. The, i mean, kind of. <laughs> it's all. I, it's, what are you thinking about the? Uh, they had those two fantastic results. I think one of them was absolutely deserved the, the hammering of Aberdeen, and the Hibs one probably. It was one of those that I think Hibs probably came away with thinking, how do we not get something out of it? Since then, the draw up and and Dingwall the league cup performance was a shocker by all accounts and it looked like a end of a long week type performance where where are you on the uh united crisisometer just now are you are you are you, are you feeling it's uh they're, mm. they're, be- they're still better than they were <laughs> when when it was all going horribly wrong but it's not a real it's not the sort of groove you want to get settled into, is it?
2: No uh, it's not um, I mean y- yes, you're right they are they, they are better than they were. Um, and I still you know if I had to if I had to predict now I still think they'll they will be all right probably. Um, well, but I mean, I'm there's no getting away from the fact that they're well. still they're still in trouble just now. But um, I, I do tend to think that they'll probably be okay. I, I think I suppose what they have to avoid is thinking that way, <laughs> because uh, otherwise they they may well end up in more trouble. Um, but in general, I mean, they they are at second bottom. They are where they deserve to be because that at the start of the season was was abysmal, um, as we all know and you know whatever the reasons for that relevant at this point it's put them where they are and that's where they deserve to be so they need to they need to earn their way up the table um and the, i mean the, the as you say, the, the aberdeen performance and then beating Hibs at home all right with with a, with a less um a less impressive performance but a win nonetheless um i mean the 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 two they are those performances, are, I mean, they they indicate to me anyway that that there's there's enough there um, that they probably will be okay, and they'll be looking at Motherwell at home as a game that they could uh, they could go out and do some do some damage in because you know Motherwell of late have not been great, have they? Um, no, they have not. So I su- I suspect that. Uh, United are—they'll um, be looking to to get back on track with a win in this one, and and I think they're capable of it. So, um, in in general, they absolutely deserve to be where they are, but I reckon they they will get out of it.
0: I think you're probably right. I'm, I feel I don't—I wouldn't touch it if I was still putting money on coupons. And it's not a game. I, it's a game I would avoid. I would avoid that's for sure. But I do actually think the United will win this one on Saturday. I've got a feeling that Motherwell are going to become the. Uh, I think they. I think they. I'm not going to say they're going to be bottom, but because they always seem to, there'll be league reconstruction or something to save Motherwell isn't It It seems to. Like, I think it's in, the, it's in the it's in the rules, isn't it? That Motherwell can't aren't allowed to go down. So uh, something will happen. Um, Maybe they will be. I ah, anyway, but I I do think that I, I I didn't think they were a good team when I watched them playing against. Uh, Saints early in the season that they had a wee they had a way flurry didn't they? But Louis Mo, I think uh, has been a a bullet dodged perhaps for a few clubs because he does not look I don't think he's the same I don't think he's <laughs> this, I think they've bought him on reputation and, and memories of uh, of what he did last time around you know put it this way I wouldn't I wouldn't be swapping him for Nicky Clark if I was if I was Callum Davison just now so sure. but you know as these these games Jim the jeopardy for United is very real as well because their fans would not accept. Losing this one, would they? Would they would not accept it gracefully. <clears throat> I, I
1: mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm not. I'll, I'll rephrase that even before I've phrased it. Um, I, I'm not so <laughs> sure. That they, I'm not so sure that they uh, accept losing to to anyone. I mean, I don't. think fans don't like to lose to anyone. But I'm not so sure that Mother uh, This is a gimme for, for United. I mean, for starters, that you know they're. A league a league table-wise they're in a better position I mean I know they've lost four in the bounce now but I mean they did put five past Ross County that's, that, in, in fairness I think the bottom half of that league this can happen I mean you saw that with United beating Aberdeen It's looking
0: like a wee for, bit um, of an aberration when you see the, <coughs> the stuff well, before in the right, games I mean, you know,
1: they, they, yeah. they went on to lose to Hibs Rangers Celtic and, uh, and, and Aberdeen in quick succession you know so um I think you're right. They're not a great side by by any manner of means. Um, although they have, uh, you know, their, their, their kind of goals for and against record is better than United. Fairness to United. I mean, you know, the, the, the United's dreadful goals against was compounded with that horrendous named thrashing from Celtic. If you actually took that out of it, if only you could, they would say um, that that wouldn't seem quite so bad. But you know, f- from United's perspective, um, they they've they've just got. There are things they have to. Um, you know, to, to sort out, I, I think one of the things you have to sort out, if you look at a couple of goals they lost, you know, against the last two games against Kilmarnock and uh, and uh, uh during the week as well, I mean, I, I think, you know, Behezevich still kind of worries me. I mean, so easily muscled and a jump in that opening goal, um, you know, side the scorer. I mean, I, I just think, you know, that, that there are elements, of the way Edwards was caught, ball watching, you know, um these sort of things there are things that that that, that will crucify a a, a team right at, you know at the death when you know the last couple of games of the season when you need to win these are the kind of things that they've got to sort out now i mean you know we're now we're we're right into the maw of the season we're we're 12 games in now you know, this is this is no a team looking to find its form after two, three, four games. We're well in, you know, we're over the first quarter of the season now. And there are still basic elements um in terms of, you know, ball watching, no picking up your marker, you know, um that we've seen both from Edwards and I mean, there are things, still things that worry me um, about it. There are good things as well. Tony Watts starting to find in it occasionally, um, which is a good thing. It, it, it kind of restores the faith, which I've never quite lost in the boy, I have to say. Fletcher um, coming on, as, as, as you know... Um, I, taking a very neat goal I think you know I mean I like Fletcher he's a a guy with a lot of quality about him but there are still too many things I think about United that are are worrying and that's why I I would kind of hesitate you know when I saw the way that that Ayunga and and, and uh, Curtis Main kind of um, dismantled them at times, you know. Um, I mean, a younger terrified them in the first game at Tandre, the, the 3-0 game but St Martin were all over them that day. There's just still elements about United that, that, that kind of that worry me. I mean, I I just think to myself that, that they're not getting enough out um, uh, of certain players. I mean, Middleton, for all the goal the other week, I'm just, you know, I'm just not quite setting Heather on fire for me yet. And this can kind of, you know, I know he was oh, quoted man. back, yeah. quoted back home about you know be, about his future, and you're never quite sure how guys are being. You know, we're all in the game of quotes and all the rest of it, but there are still too many things about about you know. He's, admit, he's had He's had plenty settle of settle chances, hasn't he? He's had more I, than a chances. I think chances. so. I mean, I, 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 just, just I don't, call I, on that one. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a, there's a great future at Cardiff for Niskanen. You know, I mean, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Then there are other elements. I mean, Joom coming into side. I mean, it will be interesting to see what he does, what he brings once he gets kind of fully um up, up to speed i mean i saw um uh i was interested in fellow courier columnist lee, lee wilkie what Was it tilly uh, you know it's, oh, it's, well, uh, really, uh,
0: we're one in the same these days one uh, and the same probably, no, that's
1: sorry, you know, well sometimes <laughs> it reminds me of bbc radio and telly we used to get used to jealously say guard secrets depending which department you're working for that day but um no i mean i think uh i saw lee talking about you know the, the system they play and understand where he's coming from with that you know sometimes the three at the back um Unless the the, the the very central defenders keep the two guys next to them. On a tight, tight rein and close to them, that that system can come adrift very easily. I just don't think United have quite yet mastered it. Just when it looked as though they had, with you know, two smashing wins against Aberdeen and Hibs, which are big wins in anybody's book against you know um, two of the biggest sides in, in, in our game, uh, then then they go and and throw it away again. You know, they, they kind of lose to Kelly and the cop and then they lose to Saint Martin. I'm not knocking Saint by the way. I, th- I think that. Uh, Stephen Robinson's done a brilliant job there. You know, I mean, I, I, there, are, there are a few pairings up front, uh, like a young guy in Maine. You know, they, they're, they're strong, they're physical, they're very quick as well. Um, there's a lot of good quality, comes from the side, Ernahan, uh, you know, a lovely crosser, a ball, no, there's a lot about St. Martin that, that I mean, you know, their league position, is, is, is not a false one um, either. You know, I mean, they're, they're not sitting there in fourth position um, for nothing. You know, they are a good side. And I mean, I don't. I think you say to anybody at the start of the season, you know, that 12 games in St. Martin would be sitting 10 points ahead of Dundee United. I think they might have laughed at you, you know. Um, and that, and while Motherwell are certainly not a St. Martin, certainly six points behind them, you know, two wins. I'm, I, I'm I'm not quite as confident, given the inconsistency of this Dundee United side, that, um, that they'll suddenly... Right things on Saturday. I'm not saying they'll lose them mother all, but I think they will need to be absolutely at their best to take something from it.
0: I think it'll keep being, I and mean, I wouldn't predict any result for them just now. I think it'll probably keep being a couple of good ones, a couple of bad ones. Possibly it'll be, I think, inconsistency will continue to be a thing for United probably all the way to all the way to certainly the World Cup and possibly to January as well. And then we'll we'll, we'll see how. How deep uh Mark organ's pockets are whether he won't whether he's whether he's st- stitched them up and uh <laughs> I said enough is enough, but that's that's for down the line. Right, Sean St Johnson, did you watch the uh did you were off last week? Did you watch the game on, on Hibs T V?
2: Uh I I didn't actually know. I was uh, Shame on uh, you. While while the game was was going on, I was actually driving back up the road from Newcastle. why uh, so I, I didn't I didn't <laughs> get to why I So I didn't uh I didn't get to see it. I saw the goals subsequently. Well, let, well
0: I'll, I'll let me tell you then. I had a I had a very different piece that was uh, st- as I wasn't to say at halftime. Probably ten minutes, in. I, I was still I was still on similar themes that I'd, I'd I was kind of thinking about at halftime, but then the I was going to say it all changed on this end and off. It didn't. That would be doing a slight disservice to St. Johnson because I think it was changing. Gradually towards St. Johnson. the substitutions were taking an effect. Whether it would have changed enough for them to win two one, probably not. But you know, thing things were beginning to change. And Hibs Hibbs, it weren't in the sort of control that they were in the first half. But it was uh, what we, what we, what we really, what is beyond debate is how big a result that was for St. Johnson because it just it really changes things. I mean, there would have been four, there would have been four defeats on the bounce. Then all of a sudden. I don't think four is a particularly symbolic number, but you you, you weren't you wouldn't have been thinking that we're going to go 10 defeats in a row again, but all of a sudden, it does become a big block. It does become a big chunk of, of Ls and, you know, you start to think, here here we go again type stuff. And, you know, the, the conf- they just weren't passing the ball well at all. The confidence had seemed to have ebbed away, but then it flips on its head. Uh, and by the end of it, you know, the celebrations at front of the away, a thousand supporters on the way end was, was, you know, was, was a sight like, you know, you have not seen in, in, in seasons, you know, it was, you know, players and players and, uh, and fans, you know, all, all, you know, absolutely loving life. So we'll, we'll see if it, if it does give them a, a wee kick into, into these last few fixtures, but I think they needed it, didn't they? They did need it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. uh, I I mean, it's, not only the three points, which are fantastic, but I think the manner of it is what's incredibly, what's what's notable is the manner of it. Because, I mean, to come back from behind, when was the last time they did
0: that? Yeah, well, they did it against, uh, I checked this because I thought it might be a worthy of a piece, but no, they did it against, was it Motherwell or, or right. I think it was Motherwell last season. Did they season. really? But, yeah. Oh, it was one of it was one of either Mother Wall or Hearts, something like that. It was one of the one of the one of the games at the end of last season. They haven't done it this well. It, it feels
2: like over the over the last few seasons, anyway. That there, there can't be very many. I don't think. Maybe there was one last season. No, but e- I think
0: e- even in, even in the double season, it was a lot about Saints getting in front and and staying in front, absolutely, and then
2: holding holding that position. Yeah, that that that's Saints seem to be. They feel like a like a front running team. Like if they get ahead. Then you know they have a chance in a game. If they go behind, it feels like they're, they're pretty much done. So for them to go behind the way to Hibs and come back, all right, albeit it was against ten men, there was a, a Hibs player sent off. Regardless, I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's notable that they were that they were able to do that. Was yeah, it? It was right,
0: Motherall okay. in March. Sean, by the way, it was, was Motherall in March. Van v- the, the ah, Callum yeah, Henry right volley
2: enough. yeah bro- okay. game. Um, so yeah, I think that 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 they were able to do that is is notable. Um, it shows a bit of dig, doesn't it? And I think that's one of the things that. All right, I'm not I'm not going to say everything's rosy this season because it's not clearly, but it is it is a lot better than it was this time last year. I I, I genuinely believe that, and I know that the league table uh, isn't all that different. Um, and in some in some respects, it's not it's not as good as it was last season. But I think from in terms of the eye test, just looking at the team watching how they play particularly when they when they when they're on it and they're at their best they're, they're a lot better than they were last season i think as an outfit, um and the, one of the things that, that makes them better i think is i mean beyond the tactical stuff and i think a few like nicky clark in particular and ryan McGowan and con coming in there've been a lot of signings that have made the, the side better tactically but I think one of the things, one of the key things that makes him better is just There is a bit of fight about them this season, in a way that there wasn't for long stretches of last season until right at the very end. Um, and I think it's kind of led by like the likes of Ryan McGowan. He's he's a guy who's like it's just little things like being in the referee's ear and what have you all game. You you see him niggling away and speaking to the referee and constantly being on him, and, and that kind of sets a tone. and I like to see that. From a team, you know, and if you think back to to St Johnston under Tommy Wright and at their best, there, there was always a sort of a niggly sort of physical edge to them, and there was, there was that's been missing for a while. So I I really enjoyed seeing that, and I, and I think that 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 sort of fight and spirit and that heart is coming back. I mean, somebody actually said that, didn't they? That that it was. Uh, was it Liam Gordon who said that the kind of spirit was getting back to the way it used to yeah, be I think it was him, yeah. in the dressing room? Um, and I think you can see that on the pitch, uh, and I think it's a it's a really really valuable thing, and it bodes well for the rest of the season.
0: I think. Oh yeah, Hibs hadn't. I mean, I I'd, I I'd, I'd, I'd wrote at the time, and it was you know I didn't check as far back as I probably should have because you know it was it was Hibs' first league home defeat of the season, but then. One of our colleagues in the press box, parts of my partner, who covers Hibs, said it's their first home league defeat since February. So, all the Hibs have a bit of a bit of a reputation of being hot and cold, they are a very strong home league team, and. So it's you know you have to put it in that context as well. So even even against ten men, how often how often do we see games where ten men doesn't really make the difference it should do because the team, particularly if you're a, if you're holding on to a lead, you you just you know you basically just sacrifice a striker, don't you, or a, or an attacking midfield and you say like get past this type thing, you know. So you know if I was doing a Hibs podcast, I'd probably be a wee bit worried that they didn't seem to be to change their mindset and get you know into a sort of streetwise. You know what we have, we hold. You know, and made it make it much harder for St. Johnson. But you know, from the Saints' perspective, they got their they got their ball players on the pitch. They went for it, and they got their they got they got their win. It's it's now yeah. Well, I, I mean, I don't i'll I'll not get too excited about a couple of wins. I don't get too depressed for St. Johnson after a couple of defeats. I think. think Where's the fun a, in that? There's, well i know it doesn't make sense for selling <laughs> newspapers does it but it's uh yeah I mean I just think there's a there's a cluster of them I haven't got a clue which two are going to emerge possibly even as top six certainly one of that cluster will get into the top six and I you know even who who will go down you know and St johnson are very much in in that bracket I mean I think from the eye test that Sean was telling you about you know you just judge on the games you've seen I do think they're better than at least three teams in the league, but whether it plays out like that, we don't know. But you do have to when you get in these wee bad runs, you do have to throw in a win, don't you, just to nip yeah, it in the um, bud, you know, and, and then change change it.
1: I mean, a, a, a glance at the league table tells you that you know that between Livingston and sixth place on sixteen points, Saints are a win. Only a win off being a sixth, you know, of loving somebody losing, you're all three points in it. And, and concomitantly, uh, being in ninth, they're only a win and maybe a draw. Um, off of being well done, United are with nine points. So it's it's that kind of league table. I mean, you know, a, a couple of good results can shift you up or down fairly markedly. Um, I, I thought Sean made a really interesting point. I mean, you know, another at, one. At, at, uh, Well, <laughs> I mean, at uh, 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 the, le- uh, the level, you know, at the level of Have Scottish you football, not, more often not, not being disparaging, we've all made our living a long time covering Scottish football. You know, Scottish football is what it is. There are the occasional kind of superstars who you know, and they're very occasional. They they will quite quite quickly head south, you know, like an Andy Robertson or a a Kieran Tierney or something. They'll quite quickly be off down south. Um then there's a lot of very good players, and there's a lot of kind of honest, seasoned performers, and I think. Considine, Clark McGowan all go into that category of seasoned, experienced professionals in the Scottish game. They know the game. They, they're tactically they're astute. Um, are they the quickest in the world? No, but they're tactically smart. They're smart in terms of positional play. In terms of you know you know defensively shutting their man down, winning balls. Clark and I thought Clark's header was great. I I, I really look forward to seeing. How this partnership is going to emerge. I was quite excited at the start when when he went there. I still can't believe United let him go, um, and I thought it was a great signing for Saints. I remember at the time, a Saints fan saying to me, "This this will this will save our season," uh, uh, and I think he might well be right because he's such a clever player, Nicky Clark. You know, he, he does. He does all the hard things well, you know. Nobody's going to look at him and think he's he's Lionel Messi or, or you know, uh, I mean, or or Haaland or something. like that. I mean, he does in Scottish terms. He does uh, he, he does things well. He holds the ball up well. He brings people into play well. He links well. Stevie May coming on. Stevie's doing different things now. He's not chasing. Stevie out May wife. is the
0: Stevie May is the uh, individual difference. story of these of yeah, the I, of the post Nicky Clark either. Yeah, that, that's it's, right.
1: Uh, it's a, it's a reflowering for Stevie, isn't it? I mean, he, he's kind of you know he's he's refinding himself. It's a rebirth there with with Stevie going on. Oh, I mean, what is Stevie now age wise? He's thirteen.
0: He's twenty nine. How old
1: does he did you think? Twenty I mean, I mean, you know, I've been covering the game as long as he just seems to have been about forever. You know, um, and he's twenty. He, and many of us, he's a young, he's a young guy still. I mean, he's you know. avoiding kind of serious injury and all that he does. I mean, you know, he could play quite easily to 34, 35. Not necessarily the type of game he is because much of his game is built on running and pace and to some extent the engine changes as you get older. No doubt about that. But he's gaining all the time and experience. You see a kind of level of maturity now, you know, emerging. You know, there's a cleverness about his play and there's a cleverness about the play of him and Clark. And and economy of effort sometimes comes into that. For all I'm saying there, you know, a great part of his game running a lot his a lot of his running game was wasted away chasing balls out in the wide away kind of making a 25 30 yard dash away in the wide to get the ball when you, when it's then difficult to do something profitable with it now if you've got him and clark playing closer together quite tight together he's doing his good work down the central kind of position of the uh, the forward area, is getting into the box and all the rest of it i think that might just be the kind of partnership that, that really enhances Saints season as the season starts to wear on. But McGowan, I'm a big fan, you know. I mean, he's, he's got all the qualities you want in, in a professional footballer. He's a leader. He drives people. He's ambitious. Um, Andy Considine. Andy's not got the legs that he wants. Andy was never a quickest in the world anyway, but what a good pro. What a good professional. Knows the game inside out. Um, and I just think that, you know, when you've got a kind of core of, of players like that about you. You know, it's good for the loan players that are coming in. You know, the likes of uh, 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 Alex uh, like Mitchell in and loan from, is it Millwall Alex is from? You know, things like that. I mean, you've got, you know, good pros around the and young guys picking up everything these guys are doing on the training ground and all the rest of it. And it's good to see again because one, you know, one thing that in the great days with Saints that they did have was they had a great dressing room. There was a great camaraderie uh, about the club and there are signs that that's, that's returning. And it's important too for Callum Davidson because <coughs> I think there, there's, there's, I'm not saying a sizeable, but there's a chunk of the same support that probably would have, would have happily seen Callum out the door, you know, and, and can yeah, yeah, yeah a, a more attacking manager, in, and yeah, you can sympathise that, you understand, that's what fans do. Fans live for the moment, you know. there are Very few fans, that's why I've got sympathy for the Gary Boyers and all the rest of the life. I mean, good, you know, if, you, if you're a coach, if you got to bring the best, but it takes time. It does take time. It takes time for a manager as well, particularly a younger manager like Callum, who was a terrific player. a played at the very highest level and all the rest of it. Learning the management game is an entirely different thing. You know, you're dealing with kind of, um, you know, no, not just twenty kind of primadonnas in the first team and the first team squad. You're dealing with, you know, all sorts of things will arrive at your door. You might know we day to day running a youth squad, but problems and, and big decisions will, will arrive at your door on a, on an hourly basis, you know. So he's learning the game well, and I think there are really signs now that Saints are starting to mature and, and, and start to flourish. But, you know, th- that can all very easily go adrift with a couple of bad results. That said, um, they've got, I think, a, to me, a, a, a good run coming up. I mean, the, the, you know, the... The Kelly one is tough is one, emin- Saturday. It's a tough, Saturday. tough one, but yeah. it's it's eminently winnable for them. You know, I know there's there's kind of Rangers juxtaposed there, but then St. Martin and St. Martin go well. But you know, on any given kind of normal match between St. Martin and St. John's, most people I think would say, well, this is exceptional. You know, and um, and then Motherwell. Um, and then Rose County. So, I mean, you know, I, th- I think there's a good run coming up for Saints, and in three, four games' time, that league table could look much, uh, much, much better than it does at the moment, and just looking decent at the moment. Then again, uh, uh, unless they kind of, you know, find consistency, it could look much worse, and that's the, that's the nature of football. It's the reason Indeed. we love it, you know?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, Kilmarnock, it doesn't feel that long ago, it was obviously because the Kilmarnock one was the one got put back because of the Queen, wasn't it? So, they are quite close together, but... You know, Saints had the opportunity to put—I'm sure it was double figures on who would have been bottom at the time. Was it United or or Kilmarnock? Any One of the, it might have even been Kilmarnock, But they had the opportunity to open up a double point, double digit gap on the bottom, and it never looked like happening at, at a rugby park. I, I don't think they it was one team that was was a wee bit hungrier, and I think I don't think it's a coincidence that Saints' two worst performances of the season. I've probably been on the plastic. I think I think there's a few guys there that that you know don't like it. I mean, there's a lot that don't like it, but you know, I, I, just as a rule. But I think there's a few with Saints that have got that have had injuries in the past, and you know, and sometimes it's a wee bit psychological, isn't it? So you'd like to think. I mean, they do have a big advantage, Kilmarack and Livingston. They just—they just do when they play at home. You know, there's a, there's different bounces. You know, it's, ah, and they're training on the pitch to, every day. Yeah, you get to know plastic surfaces, so it is a different game. But this will be a, this will be a tough one, Sean, because he's got them in a bit of a role now, McInnes. It's just as you want to see St Johnston, maybe. Be, be sort of like that. That Stevie May is is a player who is now playing with shackles off. He, he he speaks about speaks about how you know Nicky Clark's doing the hold up role. He's doing the he's doing the focal point role, and Stevie May can just now he's a bit of a he's a bit of a an X factor player again. So I think if if Saints as a team can take that Stevie May mentality you know, then there is the potential to go up a level. I think they need to I think they need to st- start passing the ball better. That's the that's the biggest failing in the team at the moment for me. You know, that first half I'm looking at ball getting played out to Montgomery, who wasn't good. But, you know, there's there's the options to play the ball. Halber needs to start well. He needs to he came on to a game when Saints were in top second half, but he, he needs to start playing again because, you know, that that's 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 the area of weakness for me at the moment. You know, I, I want I'd like to see them just getting more of a getting a bit more control in a game. Would you agree? Yeah.
2: Yes, I agree, and I think Halberg is one of the people that I would single out. albeit I really like him as a player, um, <clears throat> and I've heard him. That match is getting some stick um, from supporters, and I mean, I think it's it's largely unwanted because I actually think he's he's done a decent job, um, but he does need to to step up uh, at this point. And I think another player that. <clears throat> has caught my eye sort of in a, a negative way. Um, and, and this has nothing to do with, with what happened against Celtic and, and
0: you know, know, the mistake.
2: Gonna say, no, I'm, I'm going to say Dre right because I think <laughs> yeah, that gone off the boil, forget obviously. about that incident altogether. I mean, I think beyond that, you can take it right back to the, the, the game at Tannereus you know, when we beat Dundee United. And I think that I don't have the stats in front of me, but it feels to me like the number of times that Dre was loose with a pass, and gave it straight to a team, uh, an opposition player. It, it was rather too much for my liking, um, and it's happened a few in a few games since. I think he's, I think he's guilty of, of of handing possession away far too regularly, um, for my liking. So I, I would like to see him sort of tighten up, um, with w- what he's doing, um, and Melker Hallberg as well. You know, if uh, needs to needs to get his foot on the ball, get his head up, and and pick a pass find a teammate with it more as well. Um, uh, If those two can do that, then yeah, it's, it's a great position. If they, if they both come on to a game, if you like, and they can link up reasonably well and find teammates with passes, then I, I think St Johnson will be in a decent position uh, against Kilmarnock because I, I do think there is good football in that team and actually we saw it at, at Tanner Rice. Um, certainly in the seen first has, half I mean, haven't we yeah, yeah.
0: people talk about the 90 minute performance exactly. haven't really got close to it yet have no they, you they know? haven't
2: but you've seen it in flashes against Simran as well um, so th- there is good football there uh, and it's a case of you know if they can if as you say if they start well if Melchior Harburg starts well against Kilmarnie and they get into a role early then you know that the, the, I'm not going to say the cliche, you know they've they've got a they, they can dish a hiding out. I mean, to beat St Mirren three 0 at home, it's it's as close to hiding as a St Johnson so, team have come yes. in, <laughs> in, in a long time. But um, they they they've certainly they're certainly capable of going and winning matches. Um, so yeah, a, a good start. And and who knows? Um, because I, for all that there are weaknesses still in that team, I do think there's good football there as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're going to keep. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tightrope season for St. Joyce. I think I think it's gonna. But you 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 can get up and down then, Sean. As I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you will. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right then, thanks, guys. That brings us round about to the hour mark. That's, cheers for uh, for the podcast this week, and thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye just now.
1: Local Matters.